0: Welcome to Leadership Reimagined. I'm Dr. Jane Lovis, your host. During each episode of Leadership Reimagined, we take a look at leadership from the vantage point of what it's going to take for leaders to lead their organizations forward into a new future. And in this episode, we're creating that new future. Today, I'd like to introduce Terry McDonald. She's an executive and career coach and the CEO of Terry B. McDonnell Coaching. She helps high-achieving professionals remove obstacles that keep them stuck so they can enjoy more success and satisfaction in their lives and careers. Before becoming a coach, Terry was a longtime corporate marketing executive where she led teams, developed strategies, and advised senior leaders to drive business results. She is also the author of Winning the Game of Work, Career, Happiness, and Success. Well, I'm going to have to read that book now. <laughs> <laughs> and she is also the host of Marketing Mambo Podcast. So, Terry, welcome,
1: and thank you for joining me today. Well, Jane, thank you so much. It's really great to be here. And just one small thing. My last name is McDougal. Oh, it, I that's oh. That's okay. I mean, I married into this name when I first met my husband. I was like, man, I hope I don't marry him because I don't really like that. <laughs> but I've had every pronunciation imaginable. So I just wanted to, to clarify that.
0: Please. Terry <laughs> McDougall. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So Terry, you're taking on executives. So we're playing kind of in the same space and you know what I'm, what I'm really hearing is how do executives really become effective and then inspire others? If it's just, if you're just working on yourself, you know, that doesn't change anything.
1: Yeah. You know, I think that um, what's really important is obviously you need to learn to lead yourself first. Mm -hmm. And then once you've learned to lead yourself and then you need to learn to lead others and then teach others to lead others. And what I see often is that people who are High achievers that have been um, successful themselves, whether it's in school or in the business world as an individual contributor, a lot of times they have a little bit of a hard time making the transition into leading others, and I think it's because it's typically not taught, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we've worked for leaders and managers that were not that effective, right? So right. we we're not we're not having that behavior modeled for us. Um, but you know what I. I mean, there's, I could talk about this all day long, but a couple, couple things that um, you know, I think about when it comes to leadership is that as a leader, what's very important is to um, paint a picture for the people that you're leading about what the goals are. You know, mm-hmm. what does this look like? Why are we here? Why are we doing this? And then provide context for the people on your team about where they fit into that picture. Because I, I think a lot of times it can be very uh, tempting to just be like here, just do this task, right? right? And and uh, you know we don't we don't kind of light that fire of inner motivation um, within the people that we're leading, right? right? And it's ideal whenever you can just really inspire people and you can make it clear about like okay, we're marching to this place. Mm-hmm. And it, that you don't have to herd people, that they, that they want to follow you because they trust you. They're inspired by the vision that you've provided for them. And you have been clear about how they fit into that. So they can feel like they own part of this mission. Um, but I think often people don't really look at it that way, you know, and, and I, I've had a lot of conversations with people, um, about, they will try to lead the way that works for them, you know, and then they'll say, well, if I had this conversation, or somebody had this conversation with me, this is what I would do. And I always have to remind people like, well, you're not leading yourself. You know, you're leading somebody else and you need to figure out what is it that that person needs to want to get up and start marching. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, uh, you know, I, I've also said to people, like, if that person was like you, they'd probably be in your seat, right? So you have to remember, it's not, you know, you're not leading yourself necessarily, when you're leading others. And so just takes a little more awareness, I think, Mm -hmm. and to sort of like zoom up above, above the situation, instead of like getting more into the weeds, um, which a lot of times if things aren't going well, people have a tendency to like, you know, go deeper into the weeds rather than like elevating and saying hey what's what's you know what's wrong with this picture here
0: right right yeah the the definition that i use for leadership is that leadership is the art of empowering a group of individuals to accomplish a goal because really as a leader you're most effective if you don't have to do anything
1: yes absolutely
0: I mean, that it's never true that you don't have to do anything. There's, there's all your, but if you're trying to do their work, Mm -hmm. then you have not enrolled them in what it is that you're trying to create. And you can only create what you can create that.
1: Yes, that's right. There's no leverage there. I I talk to people about that all the time. It's funny because I just um, got off a call with one of my clients, um, one of my coaching clients. And when we first started working together, You know, the reason why she hired me as a coach is because she was getting feedback from her boss that she was doing too much, Mm. you know, that she, and I see this, this is a pattern I see so often that, you know, people rise to a manager leader uh, level. And uh, if they run into any difficulties, their first instinct is to jump in and fix it themselves. Mm -hmm. And what that ends up doing is a lot of times demoralizing the team, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, because the they could probably fix things and they probably thought or they were trying to do a good job, but they're not getting feedback. Right. And Mm -hmm. so this more competent person is jumping in and grabbing the project away and fixing it. It's a superhero syndrome, Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, if if Superman would stop you know, rushing in to save the day. And then maybe the people of, uh, Gotham city, or I don't know, I'm i probably mixing <laughs> up my superheroes, you know, they would learn to figure it out for themselves. Right. And that's what you really want to do because, um, you know, you can't multiply the work of one super superhero, right? You can, if you can make everybody into strong players and then you know superman can just go off the Lois, Lois lane and you know have some little super babies or something
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love that analogy because yeah for for a leader think how much more you could accomplish when everyone really knows one what you're trying to create and they're really empowered and engaged in creating it then you don't yes. have just yourself Yes. And then they're taking, people are taking responsibility. Yes.
1: Yeah. And it's, you know, like hurting, hurting the cats or the sheep, like that's hard work. Right. But if you get everybody trained to like, you know, March, I'm always amazed, like if you ever go into an elementary school or, or even a preschool, like when my kids were in preschool and, you know, the teachers would have these like three year olds, like marching down the hall in line or they'd, you know, get done eating lunch and they would like go over and, you know, put their their plate into the, you know, the dishwater, right, and I I was like, wow, how did you get them to do that? How did you get them to hang their coat up in their cubby, you know, but if you can, if you can, you know, be clear about what the expectations are and, you know, reward and recognize appropriately. I mean, everybody wants to do a good job. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, what I see a lot is that people who are, you know, high achievers and they're driven that a lot of times they don't necessarily know how they personally got the results Like they never step back enough to say like, I just know how to do this and I know how to do it well, but to step back and say, how do I break this down so I can teach it to somebody else that becomes difficult. And for a lot of, you know, high achievers that that's a little scary because they're not good at it Mm -hmm. and they're like, well, I, I can just do it, but like, how do I stop and teach this to somebody. But that's as you rise within organizations, that becomes that becomes your job. You know, your job is not Mm -hmm. to jump in and do it. It's to make sure that the job gets done. Right. And if you're if you're trusted with a lot of resources, with people, with um, with budget, with machinery or whatever, um, your job is to leverage that as fully as possible. Like to get the highest return on investment out of that. And, you know, riding herd on people is exhausting, mm. but inspiring them to be, you know, self motivated, that is ideal. That's ideal. And that's also where you a lot of times can, you know, get the best innovations. Mm-hmm. You know, where somebody, you know, I, I can remember earlier in my career and, you know, I've made a lot of mistakes in terms of, you know, when I was, A leader and maybe a new project will come into the department and I was just out of habit. I would just start working on the project. And then because I had a lot of other things I needed to do, I would realize I'm not going to be able to make the deadline. I need to to delegate this to somebody. But um, what I realized what I was basically doing was like basically you know taking a sandwich and taking a big bite out of it and then giving it to somebody in my department like oh here here's would you like a sandwich with a big bite out of it <laughs> you know it, it it took me a while to realize like my job is to triage right my job is not to like jump in and get started unless i'm intentionally you know with thought deciding yeah i want to do this project myself but you know, to go ahead and delegate to people and let them get started on it in a way that makes sense to them and not have to, you know, they're like, I didn't want a ham sandwich with the bite out of it. I wanted a tuna sandwich. (laughs) Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And a tuna sandwich oftentimes is perfectly fine. It doesn't have to be a ham sandwich. Right. That's that's the other thing is then it lets people take their creativity and their uh, innovation. And, you know... Think as a leader, if you had a team of 10 people, all exactly like you.
1: That would be a nightmare.
0: Because there are things that would absolutely not get done
1: right it wouldn't it wouldn't get done I mean I, I think that that's a great great thing to think about too, because so often you know we might feel more comfortable with people that are like us, mm-hmm. but thank goodness because you know I'm good at some things and I'm have no interest in other things, and when you can kind of look at the the body of a team and say like we're complementary right right like, things that I don't like to do, somebody else is great at um, and, and coming together and working together that way and, and and learning together too. Um, you know, one of the things that I was, I was thinking about, like with delegation is that sometimes, and I see this a lot too, where people will say, well, it's just faster for me to do it. And, Hmm. you know, I always challenge people I'm working with to say like, what's your highest value work? Because that's what you should be focusing on. And a lot of times people will do work that they should delegate because it's comfortable, it's fun, they're just used to doing it, they can do it quickly, they get that quick, you know, little shot of dopamine when they finish the project. But and and they may look and say, "Oh, well, if I give this to my assistant or somebody else on the team, it's going to take them twice as long." Um but I've I found that, you know, when I was like, "Okay, I'm just going to delegate. I feel a little uncomfortable cuz maybe they're not going to do it as well as I do." That Usually within a short period of time, they were doing it way, way faster and better than I did it. And then also would come up with a more innovative way Mm -hmm. of doing Mm -hmm. it. And so a lot of times by letting go, you are empowering, like you said, you know, people to come up with better ways of doing things. And that's, that's so exciting.
0: Exactly. And think about a routine task that has to be done like every month and it's Mm -hmm. just faster to do it myself and a year later you're still doing it yourself. Yeah. That's yep. time you could not have been doing as you said the the high value the things that you're actually mm-hmm. as a leader being paid to do. Yeah. And somebody else is missing the opportunity to take that and own it.
1: To and to to grow. That's yes. right. Like something that's like routine and maybe even a little Boring for you could be an exciting growth opportunity for somebody else, and you know I've I've often like broken it down for people and and that I'm working with too to say, you know because they'll say oh well you know my it's just quicker for me to do that and I'm like okay well, you know you make three times as much as your assistant you know and if even if it takes you you know 15 minutes and it takes her 30 minutes, it's still smarter on you know. From from an investment standpoint for you to delegate that, yeah. right? And then you have to think about the opportunity cost of what you're not doing that uh-huh. nobody else can do, you know, whether that's, you know, developing the new strategy or negotiating with another department or selling or coming up with the next new product design. Um, yeah. So it's, I, I always, I try to challenge myself and my my clients to always be thinking like, what's the highest value work that you should be focusing on?
0: Yeah. What, what else can I delegate to somebody Yeah, else? That's yeah, the question. Exactly. What else can you delegate? What else can you delegate? Get it.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: the best role as a leader is to lead your people and work your way out of a job. The reality is you're never going to work your way out of a yeah. job because there's yeah. more stuff that's going to come. But sure. every time you delegate and let go of something and give it to someone else, that creates space for you also to do something
1: else. Yeah. Yeah. I I always say, you know, you're only going to rise as as quickly as the people under you Mm -hmm. rise, you know, and um, I I know. I mean, I felt, I have felt it before where, you know, like you restructure a department and it's messy in the beginning and it required a lot from me personally. But once I got it up and running, I was like, now what do I do? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right? It can feel uncomfortable because you're like, you're not busy. And if you, if you're used to being busy and, you know, having challenges all the time yeah, like to your point, maybe you do work yourself out of that job, mm-hmm. but you know, and then you can go on and look for your next, your next challenge. Yep.
0: Yeah. I, cause I know I've, I've been in that same position where I come in and a team's in chaos or something. And it's like, you just, you spend all this time getting things organized and getting it put together and, and ensuring that everyone knows what they're doing. And then it's like,
1: oh, it's work. It's working. The machine's working, working flawlessly. Now what do I do? Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. invariably there's something there that needs to be
0: done that you're the one for, to do
1: it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't, I don't think I know anyone that has ever really worked their way out of a job.
1: Yeah. I, <laughs> right. Well, most of the places I've worked, you know, there's, there's always plenty of challenge, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So as leaders that putting everything down to the lowest level that it can be done at opens up space for, for more things. And that's also a satisfaction for everyone else.
1: I agree. And I mean, I think it's a great way to retain staff as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And even if even if you do develop talent, and they decide to go elsewhere within the organization, or or leave the organization, I kind of look at it like, you know, that's a feather in your cap for being able to Develop talent, and typically that attracts talent as yep. as well. You know, I've worked in organizations where, where it's like people want to come and you know work in a certain department because they know that person's a good leader, and they're going to learn a lot mm-hmm. from them. Um, you know, and if you've done it once, you can do it again.
0: Yep. Yeah, and it gets easier every time you do it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And actually, you know. Sometimes you don't even have to be the one that develops the talent because you've developed people in your organization and then you can just you bring somebody new in and hand them off to somebody on the staff to train or to supervise and if you've built that strong culture yep. and then it's going to permeate and and people will say, "Well, this is how we do things right it's that's actually one of the most satisfying things that you know I remember from my corporate career is like doing things a certain way and then seeing people like. People that reported to me, them doing the same thing with their direct reports, and you know, it's very satisfying to see, like, oh, okay, you know, they're learning and they're applying this, and it's working.
0: And everybody has a chance to yeah. expand. That's exactly because most most of us want to do some different things. Yeah, we want yeah. the opportunity to grow, mm-hmm. and yeah. even leaders want the opportunity to grow. And the best way is. Keep sharing.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because if uh, you're the only one that can do your job, you're not going to have an opportunity to do anything else. It's a liability for organizations as well if they allow that to to happen.
0: Yeah, and it happens so often because it can be a real challenge to support somebody in delegating. And you know, if you're a senior leader and you don't delegate very well, then your department heads under you are not gonna develop
1: and delegate right. very well. That's right.
0: So it ends up you can you see organizations where everything's held real close.
1: Yeah. Yep. I, I've definitely seen it. You know, I I like to use the analogy of, you know, I think back to being in uh, like middle school or something, and playing softball, and you know if you 're playing in the say playing right field, and the left fielder decided that they no matter where the ball went, they were going to run and try to catch it right that and if you have somebody who 's really athletic and they 're like they 're going to cover the whole outfield, well, pretty soon the center fielder and the right fielder just stop trying right and then and then, if at some point they 're like, oh well, that ball 's coming right to to you people it's, it's like sort of learned helplessness, right? Yes. Because if you're expecting Superman to fly in and save the day, and then you just stop trying yourself. And that's, mm-hmm. that's a really, you know, sad situation. Uh, and you see it very, very often within organizations. Um, but, you know, when, I, when I'm coaching people, when I'm coaching leaders and they, they have a tendency to do that, there's some really interesting things that they sometimes tell themselves. You know, and that need to be examined, right? Like, oh, well, a lot of times they're complaining because nobody's stepping up, and I'm like, well, because they would have to you know wrestle <laughs> you to actually be able to do their job, right? Like you have to step back and and you know do things like maybe I do need to work on my ability to break down what's expected, maybe I need to be more clear, maybe I need to learn how to give effective feedback mm-hmm. so that you know and balance like the support and the challenge in terms of you know what do different people on my team need in order for them to grow and be able to take on more responsibility that's that's like when you're you're really starting to step into true you know the challenge of leadership right and i think so often people are just kind of hanging out there and you know like i got the title of of leader um but i'm such a strong individual contributor that i can cover the whole outfield myself right you know and that but it doesn't it's not scalable you know exactly
0: yeah and and it actually begins to shrink after a while because oh people tired. get
1: discouraged yeah. well they get burnt out and then they get resentful and then you know people that otherwise could be strong players they're made to feel like they're less than because they've never been developed and they've never been given the opportunity to sort of step up and learn. Um, and then a lot of times people leave or, or they yep. stay and they just take up space and don't really provide a lot of value.
0: Yeah, they start, they, right. They start working at 60, 70%, just enough to be done to, yeah. to, yeah. to be, kind of be safe in the job. And, mm-hmm. and people really don't want that.
1: No, everybody wants to feel like they're doing a good job, and that they're given an opportunity to to grow and feel good about their contributions. And you know, it's um, you know, I, I, in my book, I wrote about um, this topic, and it, you think about um, I'm a mom, I have three kids, and you know, when my kids were little, you know, like one and a half, two years old, and you know, they're they're feeding themselves. Right. Like we give them the opportunity to feed themselves, but they cover themselves head to toe with food. Right. Like they've got like dried peaches on their, in their hair and on their face. But, you know, we could say, well, I'm going to just literally spoon feed you because I don't want you to get messy. Yeah. Right. But we, at some point we have to, we can't. They can't be 15 and we're still food, spoon feeding them, right? At some point, you've got to, uh, step back. Same with driving, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's always like nerve wracking when you've got a 15 year old and they get their, their, uh, learner's permit. Like it's scary to let them drive, but you know, you, you train them, you get them the driving lessons, you, you know, it's, it's graduated, right? It, right. That eventually you're going to be like, okay, I might still be nervous, but you can take the car. Yep. Right. Um, But we, we prepare them. We don't just, you know, we don't just uh, drop them into it. And we also don't say, you know, I've been driving for 40 years. You know, I'm not like, oh, well, you should be exactly as great as I am at driving. Right. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, this is, this has come after many, many decades of driving. Yep. Yep. You have to give them the opportunity to do it in a safe, safe environment until we feel like, okay, they can, they can take the car.
0: Yeah, exactly. Back to that training and development. And how do you, you, one, as a leader, how do you train and develop yourself Mm -hmm. to be a trainer and a developer? Yeah. Because that's probably one of the most important roles for a leader is to be a developer, may not be the trainer, Mm -hmm. but the developer of staff, their staff their employees, Mm -hmm. so that everyone is working together.
1: Yeah. And I think really observing and and determining, like, what is it that this individual needs in order to be able to grow? And like I mentioned earlier, sometimes people will want to manage their staff the way that they want to be managed. Yeah. And- you know, it's really important to step back and realize, like, you're not managing you, you're managing somebody else. And so you're going to need to learn, like, what's effective with them? How do they process information? You know, what's, uh what are the things that they like to do? What are the things that they're good at? Mm-hmm. You know, where do they need uh support? And where can you just kind of let them run wild? Because, exactly. you know, they're competent.
0: Exactly. And, You'll be able to let them run wild a lot more when you know who they are and how yeah. they work. Yeah. And that's, yeah. That, that's actually, and that's, that's great you say that, let them run wild, because that's where I see the magic begins to happen at work.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny because I, I like work to be fun. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it wasn't uh, my whole career. It wasn't always fun, but I definitely have seasons where it was really, really fun. And it was whenever, you know, the goals were clear. I knew like what my, you know, field of play was. I was, you know, around other people. I, I knew I could trust them and I knew what they were good at and what I was good at and how we could come together as a team to make things happen you know, that's, that's the best. And honestly, I think that's what everybody wants from work. I'm not sure that everybody has experienced that or believes that it's possible, but you know, I've, I've experienced it enough that I, I believe it's possible in the right environment, you Mm -hmm. know, if that can be created.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And it wasn't always the easiest, cleanest place either.
1: No, a lot of times there's a lot of stress and a lot you know, of, that was like yeah. a lot of yeah, you know, like pretty strict deadlines and, mm-hmm. and all of that. But that almost made it more fun when you met the goals because you knew you really did something that was important and you knew you had to pull together yes. to make it happen. And that was really sweet and satisfying when, you know, we as a team were able to do that. But, you know, I, that's why I call them seasons, because even when I think about the some of the ideal times that I had in my career, a lot of times maybe it didn't start that way, you know, like, but it would be like all the planets were, would align for a certain amount of time. And then, you know, they'd go back to other orbits and, and then it would sort of like start falling apart, like a new boss comes in or there's a new policy or, you know, somebody leaves and, and the dynamic changes, right? right. Um, but uh yeah. I mean, I, it's, as we're talking about it, I'm like, I, I love work <laughs> yeah. and, that, and not, not always in, in every situation, but it, there's so much, it can be such a great environment for creativity and for growth. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. And
0: that's why I do what I do.
1: Mm-hmm. Same here. I mean, it's, there's nothing better than when, you know, you speak with somebody and they're, you know, they're feeling pain, they're feeling frustration and, you know, you can help them get that aha moment, that, that a bit of awareness and have the courage to do something differently. And then all of a sudden they come back the next time and they're like, oh my gosh, I tried that. I wasn't sure it would work. And it did. It's just, you know, it's really wonderful to be able to, to see that.
0: Exactly. Well, Terry, you can believe it. Our time's almost up. So is there any last thing you would like to share?
1: Oh my gosh. Um, you know the thing that I talk about a lot is that I think every single person is is worthy, and I think everybody is worthy of happiness and success. I think so so many of us just say, "Hey, it's work," and you know who said work was supposed to be fun I, it's not work's not always fun, but I think that we're all worthy of enjoying our competence and our ability and our own genius and creativity. Mm -hmm. And so hold out for that, you know, believe that that's possible and value yourself and, and show up and try to lead yourself so that not only can you have sort of the trappings of success, whether that's your title or your, your compensation, but that you can also feel that sense of satisfaction for a job well done. I think we all, we all deserve that.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. Yes. That's a great note to end
1: on. A job well done. So thank you, Um, uh, Thanks for having me, Jane. It was really a lot of fun talking to you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. I really enjoyed it also.
0: Thanks for joining us this week on Leadership Reimagine. Now is the time to reimagine your leadership. Take a minute and go to reimagineyourleadership.com and I'll call you. We'll have powerful conversations. You'll take action. Yes, there are always actions to take. Your business will expand, and I guarantee you'll have fun at the same time. I know, shouldn't it be fun? If it's not fun, why are you doing it?